What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in. My name is Zach Hernandez, and this is the Red and Gold Standard Podcast. I'm thrilled to be joined by my two special co-hosts, Mike Andrews, another of the Niners, Wayne Breezy of Nitty Gritty Talk Niners. Uh, how you guys doing? All is well, man. I don't know if y'all can hear it or not, but it's thunder and lightning over here. So if I zip out, I'll be right back. I promise I'll be right back. But man, I, I'm excited uh, and, and happy to be here, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for the opportunity, man. It feels good to be on your show. Great podcast. Love you guys. You know, we all family and it's good to be here, man. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you both. I really appreciate you guys doing this. Um, Matt cannot make it tonight, so I have the pleasure to be joined by these two gentlemen. And we got a really fun show planned for you guys. Um, right off the bat, let's get into it. The state of the franchise. We weren't able to have an episode since that occurred until now. Um, obviously, one of the biggest takeaways was the red throwbacks. How do you guys feel about this? Are you excited? A lot of people wanted to see them. Some other people weren't really as thrilled. Mike, what do you think? Uh, you know, I, I like them, man. I think I like the whites a little bit more than the reds, uh, but I can't keep the, the white ones clean. But the shadowing on them, the numbers a little closer together and stuff like that, uh, it, give, it gives you that good old-fashioned feel. You know, my, my favorite jerseys were the Reebok ones where they were a little maroon kind of color, like the late 90s era, and this is kind of close to that. This is still more of a red color, like that scarlet, but – uh, it, it's getting a little bit closer because the Reeboks had the shadowing also with the gold trim on the outline of them. Those are my hands down favorite ones, but I get it. They weren't red and gold. They were maroon and gold, but th these are right there, man. You got the 75 year patch on it and everything. I think it's only right that the team does it up, does it in a special way. You know, we're trying to relive those glory days and create our own history. What better way to do it than right there? That's right. Wayne, what do you think? How do you, yeah. you like them or not like them? I, I, I love them. You know, I'm a 94 guy, man. Like, <laughs> Whenever we talk about the old Niners, man, I, I always revert back to 1994. It was something special about that year. You know, season didn't start off that great, but it ended fantastic, right? And so these uniforms, which were not throwbacks in 94, they were like, you know, a, an alternate uniform, as you should say. And now they've become like these official throwbacks. I'm with Mike, though. I do like the white ones a little bit better just because they're clean. And then the white one, the... You know, on the on the red pants or black, whatever it is, they they white on white pants. That's like a super clean. But if they can go with the red white pants, if they could somehow finagle some type of white in the helmet, oh man, talk about space cadets. They will look clean. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what's up. I love it. I really love these jerseys. These are my favorite. And every time I say this, everybody says you're such a baby. But I was born in '94, so I never got to see them wear these. So Dude, now you're I'm such like a baby, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I'm I'm hyped, man. These are always my my favorites. I'm really excited to see it. And uh, also at the state of the franchise, uh, or actually, I don't think it was announced at the state of the franchise. But shortly after, it was announced that they are basically toying with the idea of rocking these throwback helmets as well. Um, do you guys? Let me see if I can pull them up here we go do you guys rock with these what do you think a little too simple mike all right so i i'm different on this man i i think the gold helmets look weird with the with the uniform that they plan on wearing because there's nothing gold in them i like the idea of the red helmet now the red is obviously going to match the color of the jersey right and then that stripe that's down the middle is silver not gold um and i don't know if they throw a 49ers logo on the side of it or not and I'm an eyeball here because I think maybe I like the white ones. I think this goes well with the white. I think this even looks better with the red. 
than, than the gold ones do. And I, I have not seen a lot of people high on this idea here, but I feel, I love it, man. I absolutely love it. They, they look, they look kind of, they look kind of just plain Jane. I, I do think if they take the silver streak out and put an all white streak in that joint with some black trimming around it, now your accent. I'm sorry, man. You, you got to coordinate, as my man Pops would say. You know what I'm saying? So now your accent and the uniform. I like the red helmets more if they wore the white jerseys, and then if they can create a white helmet for with the red jerseys with the different accents, I think that'd be popping. That's what's up. Wayne, we got to get our guy Croc to do this drip breakdown of all these different, you know, co- uh, combinations the Niners got going on. Drip, drip, drip. Yes. And then the other thing about the helmets is that they keep showing the, just this round one because that's right. all they had back then. So they don't have all the accents and the divots Air, and the, the, the ventilation holes and all yeah. that. So yeah. we got to just think of the color and the design. We can't look at just that regular, boring Cleveland Brown looking uh, helmet that's up there. That, that's not what it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that it'll be, I think it'll look better than what people think. I agree. I agree. And it'll be made up. by Nike too. Nike makes all the helmets now. So that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, also state of the franchise, just a quick recap, the big guys, Patrick Willis, John Taylor inducted in the 49ers hall of fame finally happened. Wayne, let's switch it up. What do you think about this? Um, how hyped are you? I, I'm gonna start with John Taylor, man. Finally, this guy gets some daggone respect. R e s p e k, respect. You gonna put it on his name? You know what I'm saying? Because you know a lot of people don't, you know, really appreciate what he brought to the 49ers, man. And I, I'm not saying Jerry Rice wouldn't be Jerry Rice. That is not what I'm saying. Lately, people be taking what I'm saying at face value, and I just think they're dumber than what they are, right? And so. I want people to listen. John Taylor was the perfect complement to Jerry Rice and vice versa. Because I think that they helped each other do what they needed to do. John Taylor played for a little while here at San Francisco, and I'm glad he's getting honored. But my man, Patrick Willis, all pro, seven years, bad feet into his career, man. I Look, I'm hoping he makes it into the Hall of Fame, but well-deserved into the 49ers ring of fire. Patrick Willis is probably the fans' favorite linebacker uh, as, as a 49er. I think that's who they, they resonate him as being the best linebacker to ever do it in the red and gold. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying, man. Uh, back to your John Taylor point. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's wide receiver one on 28 other teams. Just happened to be here with Jerry Rice. You know what I'm saying? That, that man deserves his just. He d- deserves his due. Uh, and Patrick Will the legend, the, the best linebacker to ever play the game. I said it. I said it, and I'll say it. I know who Mike Singletary is and all that. I, yeah, I know who Ray Lewis is and all that. You give me prime for prime and who had the longer prime, and it was Patrick Willis for all seven, eight years that he played. Give me Patrick Willis, man, all day, every day. That's what's, That's up. what's up. I love I it. Love it. Um, when I think of John Taylor and Jerry Rice, and this is a, a really bad comparison, but the modern comparison in my mind goes to and again, it's bad, but to the, what Roddy White was to Julio, Roddy White was a phenomenal wide receiver, definitely not on John Taylor's caliber, but he's completely forgotten because Julio came in and just did his thing. Roddy was, was a solid receiver. Like Mike has said, he would be a number one on plenty of teams and he doesn't get the respect he deserves just because Julio came in and completely tore it up. Now don't get me, don't, don't take it. Don't get me twisted. He's no John Taylor, but similar scenario there with the two great receivers that one overshadows the other, unfortunately, and people seem to forget. 
Because the that more talented a, one. That was a beautiful scenario. It, that's what happens when you're born in 94. Like, you pay attention to the newer guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And listen, Roddy Wright was a number one wide receiver on 28 other teams. until He was the number one for Atlanta until they drafted Julio. And then Julio kind of just took the, the stuff by storm, and Roddy White had to kind of, like, find his place or whatnot. But that was that was beautiful. I actually like that one. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, all right. Moving off the state of the franchise, Trey Lance has been showering Jimmy Garoppolo with just praise, nonstop praise. Um, there was an article from the Yard Barker from uh, Zach Wasink. I apologize if I mispronounced that. Uh, he quoted – he was quoted as saying, Jimmy Garoppolo is, quote, one of the best people I've been around. Now, Mike, I'm I'm 27. I've been around some phenomenal people it's going to be a little tough for me to go into somebody for what, three months and, and, and immediately call him one of the best people I've ever been around. How much of this is a little bit hyperbolic and how much of this is pain praise. This, this is all the PC. Give me the right answer type thing. Uh, I listen, li- listen, listen, you ever been hired to take somebody else's job before? Have you, do you know how awkward it is to be in the room with that person? And I'm, if you've never done it, then God bless you because it's a terrible feeling. It is a terrible feeling looking at another person knowing that you're there to take their job because now you don't know what their future holds. You start to feel guilty. Now I understand this is sports. These guys are young. They have bright futures ahead of them. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is not the greatest person in the world. He's not the greatest person he's ever met or any any of those kind of things. Uh, Jimmy's being cordial because what else, it, even if Jimmy's not, what is Trey going to say? Mm-hmm. That's been my point. He's not going to say, man, this guy won't say shit. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know if you guys curse on you. This guy won't say anything to me. He's treating me like Brett Favre was treating Aaron Rodgers. He can't come in here and say any of that. He can't do it. So, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, Jimmy's great. I love him. <laughs> Mike, you, you're funny, dude, man. Like, we can't curse on your show. You could come and curse on everybody else's shows. You know what I'm saying? You know, Michael never let it slip up on nothing but Niners. But, no, listen. Um... I just think it's a lot of it's probably, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff that he has to say. Uh, Mike, to answer your question, though, uh, it all depends on how confident you are, dog. Like some people were just uber confident when they walk in the room. Hey, okay. for example, here's a confident situation in sports. You ready? You're not going to like it, but I'm going to give it to you raw. Terrell Owens, Jerry Rice, extra confident, told Jerry he was taking his spot. Okay, so who is who in that situation? Because neither one of them was. But but what I'm saying is, it depends on how confident you are. So Terrell Owens would be the Trey Lance, Jerry Rice would be the the veteran. I'm looking at more as a as a veteran type of player, not as far as status. Because Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, I'm not comparing him. I'm but, just I'm go ahead. So you you think that means that Jimmy's being nice to the cocky young guy coming in to take this job? But. But Lance is not being cocky. He's being the opposite. I'm just saying some people will be cocky depending on their personality. Like Terrell Owens had a cocky attitude, point blank, period. And Jerry was still, as from what we know, he was nice to him because we didn't have social media. Like, you know what I'm saying? There was no Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Snapchat, uh, uh, whatever you, you want to call it. But um, I don't know, man. I, think it's, I, I just think it's the things you have to say right now because Trey Lance already know what the future is is in store for him. So just to expand on this quote, uh, Jackson Roberts of Fargo television station KVRR, uh, per Lance, 
Yeah, it's been awesome. He said of working out with Garoppolo this summer. He's a great guy. I mean, one of the best people I've been around, and I've been fortunate to be around some, I think, really, really great people, guys that are going to play today and guys still in the locker room right now. Jimmy is just like it, and that organization is the same way. So I feel very blessed and fortunate to be where I am and be able to be part of something like this. I've heard from other guys' experience and how we handled OTAs and things like that. Our coaching staff and everyone that runs the organization does it at a really high level. So I agree with Mike. I think he's he's paying homage a little bit, and I think he's trying to keep things civil because the, he knows what he's there to do. Let's, let's not get this you know cloudy at all. He knows he's here to take Jimmy's job. Jimmy knows Trey's here to take his job, and may the best man win for sure. But I, I'd much rather see it this way than – uh, to Jimmy pull a Tom Brady and lock him out of the training facilities and you know <laughs> ice him out of the train or whatever whatever Tom was doing whatever petty stuff I guess it's better to do it this way but uh yeah comment here from Steve Trey is a PR's dream he knows how to say all the right things Wayne how much of that played into Kyle and John's decision to draft him the fact that he could say all the right things I mean having a person that knows how to speak in front of the camera like John Lynch He's a guy that kind of like says the right things. Like who's more weird on the microphone, John or Kyle? And I think Kyle's more of the weird one. And you, you're going to kind of get it a little bit more raw. Whereas John has some training, man. John was on television, right? So he kind of knows what to say. Well, John and Kyle, they found a guy that can kind of get in there and do kind of some of the same things. Trey, he know, he's just a smart young man, man. He must have took communications 101, 102, 108. 110 like he must have just took all the classes and just said hey i know how to speak and he's really good at it and i think uh, melissa pointed out something he's just being diplomatic you know he's he's, he's not stroking the ego of a jimmy garoppolo because he's going to show jimmy what he can do and jimmy has to love the competition man i think this is a good situation for both guys and us fans i agree um and i think you said it best and you kind of reminded me of what kyle said they want a CEO. Trey speaks like a CEO. He, he really is well-spoken. He takes care of himself. He looks good. He dresses good. Um, and I think that it factored in pretty heavily to why they selected him because it's not just all on-the-field talent. All three of us know that there are way more factors that play into it. Um, so hopefully it works out for the 49ers. Obviously, we're all hoping that, that that's the case. Uh, moving on, though. This I found hilarious. So it was reported. Well, let me, let me back up. Previously, Kyle Shanahan had said that the 49ers had voluntarily gave up their last week of OTAs due to injuries. That was kind of the quote that was going around. Oh, Shanahan's trying to be careful. And uh, yeah, he's, you know, doesn't want to get any more players. And then the fine came for the OTAs, the clip of D'Amador Lenore playing bump and run press coverage. Uh, that was way too physical with what the NFL allows at this stage of OTAs. So the 49ers were fined. Kyle Shanahan was fined. I think it was like 150 grand and 50 grand uh, individually. And then uh, they were docked a week of OTAs. So everybody was like, well, that's kind of weird. They voluntarily gave up a week and they were docked a week. And I saw our guy, Grant Cohn, and his pops, Lowell Cone, were going off. I don't know if you saw him. Within a minute, I'm subscribed to Grant Cone's channel. He went off. He went on YouTube Live, and he was going off on Kyle Shanahan for this. Well, it came out, they didn't actually give up that I mean, I guess they did because Adam Schefter had to correct himself and saying they weren't fined a week because they gave up the week already. Was Kyle Shanahan purposely misleading the media 
by getting ahead of the storm and saying we're giving up this week voluntarily, knowing the NFL, as soon as they saw what was going to happen, was going to take it away anyway? Mike, what do you think? No, no. I think Kyle said exactly what he thought and what he meant, how he felt. And uh, I think that the the penalties would have come down whether he knew about them or not. <clears throat> uh, and he did what he wanted to do for his team. We've seen it happen year in and year out. We've seen them have the, the family barbecues and all the events over there at the stadium and all that. Why would it be any different this time? But, my, but I, I got to throw some shots at Grant. I have to sh- throw some shots at Grant. Like you said, he killed him. He went on talking about integrity and what this means to the locker room. And he's a liar and you can't trust this guy. <laughs> I mean, this was, I mean, he, there was, there was the, you ever see the Warner brother cartoons where Wiley Coyote packs the entire tunnel full of TNT. and he that fuse? <laughs> This was that big. Right. And then when Grant pressed down on the fuse, cause he had all the ammo in there. Mm-hmm. It didn't blow up the way he wanted. It didn't blow up the way he wanted. Adam Schefter came in and said, actually, you know what? My bad. Technically, he didn't lose the week. He did it himself. So my bad. And you know what Grant's apology was? Did you guys see it? Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was about two seconds worth of an apology. Do we owe him an apology? All right, fine. Sorry, let's move on. Right. Literally, that was it. No, 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 Grant. It takes a man to say, hey, I was wrong. I fouled up. You attacked that man's integrity. You attacked his organization, the locker room. You you were talking about how other players should look at him different and all that stuff. If you got if you have that kind of brass, you should you should have that kind of apology. Hey, we we do it on our shows when we when we're messed when we wrong, we we eat crow and say, Hey, we look, I was going in on this guy. My bad. I was wrong. Grant owes that to Kyle and the organization. I I I think a little bit differently though, Mike. I think Kyle Shanahan is a mastermind, yo. I just think he's a lot smarter than a lot of other people. I think he had some kind of inside look, man. You about to get hit with a fine dog. You're probably gonna get hit with a penalty too. Why don't you go ahead and just shut this shut the stuff down? If y'all want to call him a liar, whatever, who cares? All I'm saying is I think Kyle got ahead of the game. He shut the camp down, he shut the OTAs down, excuse me. And he he he's eating that week now. And guess what? He has OTAs for 2022. I think he's just that smart and that ahead of the game. And that does not mean that what he said, hey, we want to give our, we've seen all we've seen. Our players need to get some extra. That doesn't mean that's uh, that's a lie. That's 100% the truth. That's why I agree with you on that part. But you know how Kyle is, man. For sure. And all can be true. And it all probably is true, right? Kyle probably did get the head nod that, hey, so-and-so is coming down if you decide to stay. And you know what? Instead of it coming, see, th- this is the thing with Schefter's uh, uh, retraction. It was the NFL didn't have to suspend their right. uh, practices. So right. technically, right. it never happened. Now maybe they were going to had Kyle not done it. So both can be true, but it was it was it was the it was the loud mouth, uh, d- derogatory, just the, all the negative energy thrown at them immediately. Oh, yeah, one hundred. That, that's what I'm attacking. It's not Kyle, Kyle probably heard ahead of time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Kyle got, got out of Dodge early. Yeah, yeah, both both can absolutely be true. We knew that Trey Lance finished the install early. He was ahead of schedule. People were so all of a sudden we're supposed to think that Kyle, you know, is is a liar and he doesn't have control of the locker room. And all. Oh, come on, man, miss me. I, I, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I'm with you, bro. Like you said, the the apology could have been a little bit more. Could have been a lot more sincere. It, it really wasn't an apology. It was just another show. 
Everybody clicked on it. They watched it and they talked about the situation. And then, like you said, it was 0.2 seconds of a, I guess we're, I guess we're sorry, you know, <laughs> like one of those things. I, uh, I agree. I think Kyle got the heads up when your pops is Mike Shanahan. He's so connected in the NFL. I mean, he grew up practically in the NFL. There's no way he didn't get that heads up. And he just said, Hey, I'll get ahead of it. I'll get in front of this shit storm and I'll calm, calm it down. And yeah, Grant, there's a comment here from Hung Fat. He couldn't wait to go off on Kyle. It seemed like it was personal for him. Grant, I've noticed, loves taking credit for when things go right. And as soon as they go wrong, it's like he should have listened to me. Wipes his hand of the whole situation. I love Grant. I respect the hustle. Don't get me wrong. That's my guy. But I, I agree, Mike. He should have owned up to it and, and, and been wrong because it was a, a small um, apology. When you asked if I saw the apology, I said no. And then you're like, it was like two seconds. I'm like, oh, I did see it. I thought there was an actual apology apology that came out. But yeah, that, well, it that was, wasn't I me. guess we should apologize. Sorry. Right. That's what, <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, fellas, unfortunately, we have some some sad uh, news to report. That is uh, former 49ers general manager Terry Donahue passed away uh, earlier this week. He was the 49ers GM from 2001-2005. Just want to take a quick second to say may he rest in peace. And uh, God bless you. God bless your family. We don't have to get into that much. I just wanted to acknowledge that. Um, Absolutely. Rest in peace and prayers and condolences uh, to his family. Yes, sir. Uh, moving on, the Patriots, at least a, a beat reporter, Mike Rice, seems to believe the 49ers did the Patriots a really big favor by not drafting Mac Jones. I don't know if you guys saw the story where he says that the Patriots will be sending a big thank you card for to the 49ers, excuse me, for not drafting Mac Jones at three number all. I thought that that's a little bit much to say uh mike what what do you think of this story you keep your thank you card we didn't want him you should be thanking the other 12 teams that passed or 14 however where did the patriots pick 15 somewhere 15. around there. all those teams passed up on nobody wanted him we, we we were never interested in mac jones you don't have to you don't want to thanks at all if anything you want to throw us something give us the, never mind i won't even i won't touch on that never mind <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that later i guess but no we don't we don't need the thank you card yeah, Bill Bill Belichick ain't ain't giving us anything, Mike. We're gonna have to find a way to uh, you know, rob him. But uh look, I'm with Mike on this one. Like, they don't owe us nothing. And last time I like I, I guess he's progressed in practice because last time I checked, Cam Newton was doing his thing and he was struggling. So this is I guess good for him, yo. Good for the Patriots. Hopefully we'll see y'all in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was um a bit much so early on. And yeah, Wayne, I agree. Last I saw he was struggling, but the quote here basically says that he's been catching on. Um, He has a swag to him that I didn't know he had at first. KB of all people said he's out there confident. And that is what you need in a quarterback. Good energy. Awesome guy. He was co-signed by the (laughs) delicious KB. I get it now. It makes sense. Now he was, he was co-signed. I got you. Yeah. Look at the wording. Look at the look, look, look at the last sentence here. Good energy, awesome guy. Wayne, we've seen KB dance, we've seen his live. Can you can you imagine KB saying awesome guy? No, on, bro. Never. Exactly. That's so this is more of that Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. This is this is KB to his potential quarterback. He's an awesome guy. He's swell. 
Like, get, get out of here. Okay. I, I see what's happening here. Okay. I get it. <laughs> I get it. More this reminds me of like uh, saying something's just fine. You know, it's like the bare minimum you could say. And of course, leave it to ESPN to turn that into a headline like the Patriots will send a thank you card. It's a bit yeah. much. But yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't buy that crock of crock of stuff. Yeah, me either. I, I think I don't think anybody really thought the 49ers are going to take him aside from a few random big reporters. I don't really understand why all that the, was the narrative. All, all the big reporters thought it. Yeah, call them true. Out, call them out. Like, if they worked for us, they would know we know what we were going to go get. Like, them big reporters all knew, oh, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Chris, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. Yep. So, um, Melissa brought this up. And we can get into this since we're talking about the Patriots. Their disgruntled uh, wide receiver, Kill Harry, that has not worked out at all in New England, has reportedly requested a trade. Wayne, you rolling the dice on him or no? Hell yeah. <laughs> 49ers, I don't know why people think we're okay. Uh, excuse me. We are just okay at the wide receiver position. We we uh, let, Let's go back to this. We talked about this on Nothing But Niners and on Nitty Gritty Niners, but it's Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, and then a bunch of possibilities, right? And even you can probably say Debo might be a possibility depending on his injury history. And Brandon Ayuk suffers from hamstring injuries, not saying that he has that issue right now. I'm just saying the 49ers don't have a solid group of wide receivers. They have a bunch of guys that can possibly play. Jalen Hurd may be back, but I'm rolling the dice on this, man. If you can get in Keel Harry for a six round pick, or whatnot, or like I, I posted a tweet earlier. Would you? I'll ask you guys just in case you didn't check the Twitter. Would you trade? Would you trade Jalen Hurd for Enkil Harry? Mike, go ahead. No, I wouldn't. <clears throat> I like Harry, uh, and I, I think the reason the Niners didn't draft the quarterback, I mean wide receiver this year, is because of guys like Hurd coming back from injury. And I'm not saying I don't want Harry, I do, but uh, specifically trading Hurd. Hurd is, I believe, the tallest receiver on this team at 6'4". Uh, he, he's going to present that red zone threat. You guys got to remember that we have to replace our uh, red zone threat who was Kendrick Bourne. Um, now, it doesn't obviously have to be someone with that kind of size, but I believe that's what uh, – we, we saw glimpses of it in, in the preseason. That's where they really got busy with Hurd. Uh, I think Kyle wants to use that. I wouldn't trade Hurd for him. But that doesn't mean I wouldn't move some other kind of capital to get him here uh, to see what he could do. Fair enough. Um, I, I'm totally with you. I wouldn't trade Hurd for him, but if the price is right, I think they definitely should. Um, Brandon Ayuk was with Hurd, or excuse me, with was Harry at Arizona State. There's some chemistry there. Uh, make of that what you will. Sometimes receivers don't just pan out. But I'm worried this could also be like an AJ Jenkins for was it Jonathan Baldwin? Who do they who do they swap with the Chiefs for AJ Jenkins? Yeah, it was Baldwin. Baldwin. Yeah. Baldwin, yeah. And you know what, what's crazy about this whole Nikhil Harry thing is that I mean, he's got 86 targets in two seasons. Or in right? Is that is that how but he was also injured? Um right, right. and the Patriots were desperate for wide receivers. If you didn't make it there, th- there's two sides to this coin. Was he misutilized or was he that bad? That he just couldn't hack it. Well, all the receivers were that bad. So, like, like, well, not that bad. I mean, I just don't think the Patriots had the right setup for a guy like him, for his skill sets. 
you have to go back. I don't know why they drafted him, but I mean, I guess they thought Tom was going to be able to throw the ball all the way down the field his rookie season. And then Tom proved that he couldn't get the ball down the field. Oh, you know, the, the Patriots offensive line, remember that their, their offensive lineman got injured, their left tackle. And so it just changed up then. I just don't think he ever got started. I would love to see this kid in the Kyle Shanahan offense. That's, that's where I'm going with it. I don't know how they'll make it happen. They don't have much draft capital to give up. <laughs> so you might have to trade a player or, 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 or two um, to get a guy like this. So who knows? 86 targets in two years, you should be able to get him for a fifth or a sixth, like you said uh, at the beginning of it. Yeah, fifth or Because six. He's, not, he's not part of the offensive plan. If, if that's, the, that's the targets. That's not receptions. That's that's how many times you look you've looked this young man's way. And he was a he was pick number 32. Now, you know, the Patriots first round picks are really like second round picks, right? It was it was pick 32 uh following the Super Bowl year, but it's I mean, come on, man. What is he gonna bring to the table that's worth giving up too much, right? He's he's six two, he runs a four, five, three. We we have that all over the the, the roster already. Yeah, but he's a big body guy, he's a high jump target guy, he's a guy who could get down the field, who could get down the field and get those ball, those big passes. I'm not sure what he is in the red zone, but he's a big body wide receiver, sort of like your Kevin White or whatever it is we got on this team of uh, your Jalen Hurd or whatever. But my thing is, I just don't think he was utilized right in the media. And so you got to think about his rookie year, Edelman goes down, he becomes the number one. Your rookie is the number – like, they're just going to – like, come on, man. Like, so it, it, just, it just didn't fair for him, I don't think, in New England, man. I just don't think it did. I think he just needs a fresh start. We always – it's funny how we're opt to giving certain guys fresh starts. We say, oh, they just need to go to a new system, but they won't, they won't take a guy from New England. Or maybe because they just felt like Jimmy Garoppolo didn't work or hasn't worked, and they don't want any more New England Patriots. That's probably what it is. He said Kevin White. I just got to say, he said Kevin White. That's like a a Mike staple right there. (laughs) Who's never panned out on any team, except for he's still with the 49ers. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So it looks like we're all in agreement. Yes, for the reasonable price. No for Hurd. Wayne, what was your answer? I don't, I don't know if I got your answer for Hurd. Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 I, I was a hell yeah at the very beginning. Hey, y'all, hit that like button, man. What y'all struggling for? It's just a thumbs up. <laughs> hit it. Listen to Wayne. Um, all right. We're going to move on here. One of these uh, – gosh, there's a lot of comments here. Sorry, guys. Uh, one of the videos that kind of made the rounds this weekend, I'm sure you guys saw it, was – for uh, Kyle Shanahan just completely slinging the ball, and he was with none other than Joe Staley. I'm gonna pull up the tweet here and, and get your guys' thoughts on it. It looks like Coach might even be able to push Jimmy for uh, starting reps. Who knows? But I'm gonna pull it up right here. You know the be- the best thing about this was being able to to tell. Look look right now before you even hit play. What's at the very bottom of the screen, right in the middle? The red solo cup. These guys were having a blast, blast out bro. there, man. Are you kidding me? Oh, Kyle was lit, bro. Just yes. And and oh. then and the the best part of this whole thing was the conversation after he did it. Like, like you gotta listen to it. Here, let me make sure the audio is being shared. All right, I'll, I'll shut up. Share audio. Hopefully, this works. Last time you couldn't hear the audio for some reason. So let me know if you guys right. can't hear it. You're going to hit a kid. Let's go. Oh! <laughs> what the fuck? 
podcast. That was my favorite part. That's my favorite part. That Could right you guys hear it? Too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that, that was, that was my favorite part, man. Yeah. That was hilarious. Um, obviously, Joe Staley, Kyle Shanahan still rocking together. Mike, what does that tell you about him as a coach? And not only as a coach, but as a as a person, you know, these guys clearly vibe with him. And Joe Staley has no obligation to still be around him, yet he is. What do you get out of that? Tells me Kyle's locker room is not in trouble, Grant. Sorry I came back to that. But, yeah, that tells me that things are <laughs> fine with, with Kyle and how he is as a coach and how he gets along with his players. And, you know, these guys respect him. You know what I'm saying? Staley has, what, three years with Kyle? He has no loyalties to this guy. He was with he was with Harbaugh longer than he was with Kyle, and here he is hanging out with this guy in the offseason, drunk, throwing balls off the roof of someone's house. Like how much? Come on, come on, Wayne, don't do that, don't do that, Breezy. I'm just saying, how much more real does it get? Like this is this is the kind of mischief you get into, like when your wife says, "Hey, I'll be back, and I'm taking the kids with me for a few hours. We'll be we'll be right back." Guys crack open a couple of brews, start throwing a pigskin around. Next thing you know, hey, I bet those you I can throw it in that basket right those there. Those weren't brews, those. Those were red solo cups. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But that's my point, though. You start throwing them back, and then it turns into that Michael Jordan and Larry Bird uh, that's, uh, commercial. That's the McDonald's commercial. <laughs> yes. yes. Off the wall. Off the rim. Off the kid's head. Nothing, nothing but net. Let's go. <laughs> hey, did you notice that he threw it into a brick pizza oven, too? Brick by brick. Did y'all get that correlation? Oh, just just making sure. Just wanna just want to know if y'all y'all peeped that. You know, it's funny. I actually couldn't see what he threw it into. I watched it like three or four times, but I couldn't catch it. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So I actually had to watch it. If you if you look at the video before, uh, as soon as they pan over, okay, there is uh the, the tree branches are there and right under it's like a it's a brown, you see like the mm-hmm. like the arch. It's a it's a brick oven. And the only reason I saw it is because I heard the sound it, when I first heard it. I thought he threw it into a basketball net. It sounded like a like a net, right? But then you could see the ball roll back out of it after it went inside of it. So I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, you, you have to, like, watch it 100 times. But it's, like, it's right in the middle of the picture, right underneath the leaves, and you can see the ball roll out. <laughs> Steve says Zach too young for those McDonald commercials. <laughs> he don't remember the Larry Bird, Michael Jordan joints, man. Oh! It's hilarious. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yo, just, just YouTube him, bro. <laughs> they, they, they were like they had like five of them joints and them joints was all great i don't doubt it i don't doubt it um all right gosh some of these comments are hilarious but i like the fact that kyle still like has fun as a human being as a young man like you know what i'm saying he's out there living his best life because you all know i don't act like y'all don't remember when kyle shanahan you have a picture zach of kyle shanahan when he took the job Kyle Shanahan got gray hair like me. Like the moment he signed as a 49er, all gray. We, we're the same age. We're 40. He might be 41. But my point is, he came in nice and clean, all brown, red, whatever color hair it was. Uh, the moment he took that job, after season one, all gray. And, and so he's out there enjoying himself because I don't know, like y'all know, but Kyle be working them players in, in practice, man. <laughs> So, so the fellas better enjoy their they time off because when training camp starts, it's on. Look at the baby face assassin here. Look at this guy. Oh my that? god! Do it then and now. Do it then and now. Go back to that. Oh I'm telling you. man, that's Age crazy. 
It only happens to 49er coaches, too. This dude is stressed right here. Let me show you this one. <laughs> I'm trying to tell Look you at this it. comparison. It's a just like the president sent him a kiss. Just like the presidents. Yeah, Look man. That. that man is stressed. Yeah, man. It's a, it, They don't sleep. They don't, you know, they, they're living at the facility. You know what I'm saying? Don't act like y'all don't remember watching that old NFL football film when Bill Belichick and, and they all were staying in like some hotel room and Mike Mangini and uh, Eric Mangini and all them guys, like it was like 30 coaches in one hotel room. Like it's, it's, it's probably different now, but it's rough. Kyle's 42. Thanks, Callie. I was close. My bad. That's hilarious. Yeah, he, he got aged real quick. And it's the stress. It's the pressure. Um, man, oh, my God, this comment. Mike versus Grant. Let's go. Celebrity boxing match. <laughs> That's hilarious. I would not box Grant. I don't want to hurt Grant at all. I, actually, I have a lot of respect for Grant Cohn and his hustle. I really, really do. So I don't, I don't want it to get misconstrued. I'm just talking about that one topic. He went hard on it, and I thought the apology was uh, lackluster. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. Now, um, wait, if you want to do a celebrity boxing match for a charity or something like that, if we can go to a good cause, that's that's fine with me. We could do the, you know, we could do the uh, Floyd Mayweather and, and and Jake Paul or Logan Paul rules. You know, no head punches and no knockdown. No winner. Yeah, no winner, no scorecard stuff like that, no knockdown. So if we do, if we do that and let it go to charity, I'm with it, man. I I would love to do something like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Kyle Gray, like the president. Yeah, Wayne said that. It's crazy. They just get within like a year. You could just totally tell. Um, but let's see. All right, back to our outline. Um, so I've seen this on Twitter. Wayne, I'll get your opinions first. Some comparisons are already being made, even though a snap hasn't been taken, between Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. Why or why not are these comparisons valid? I, I don't see. Uh, maybe Maybe they mean as far as situation. So if if I don't know if this is what they mean, but as I'm listening to you say this, I'm thinking it's coming down to situation. And here's what I mean. And I kind of said this on to somebody, I think tonight, I kind of said something like this. Uh, and it's you got to look at um, the Alex Smith situation and he, he gets hurt and it's unfortunate. I mean, and the same thing happened with Joe Montana. It's kind of like what the 49ers way is. If you're the guy, you get injured and the guy that takes your spot steps up, well, we're going to be moving you. Like It's just kind of like what it is. They moved Alex Smith. They moved Joe Montana. Colin Kaepernick, in a way, kind of just got let go to your free agency. And if Jimmy Garoppolo does, if he, he I mean, he's, he's playing on a wing in a prayer right now because there's a guy that's ready to step up and fill his, and take his spot. And so he has to kind of find a way to stay healthy, find a way to win, find a way to be competitive. Jimmy has all the pressure on his shoulder, and we're going to find out if he can handle it. And so if, you're, if they're drawing the comparisons in that sense, whereas quarterback starts, kind of gets injured, has to be replaced, he's not going to be the quarterback anymore, then yes. As far as their gameplay, there's, there's like no comparisons yet. I mean, we don't really know what Trey Lance is going to be as an NFL quarterback at, at this point. We do know what he's capable of. And what he can probably do, but we know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. I, 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 <laughs> I don't even know if we ever got him in his prime, but, you know, a lot of people say he's just a good, great game manager. 
And so you're not going to get an elite level play out of Jimmy Garoppolo. Colin Kaepernick, he just he had some spaz to him, right? He could win some games. He could win big games. He could beat you in the air. He could beat you on his feet. Um, Steve Young, we all know he's a legend, and Joe Montana's a legend. So you could kind of draw your parallels if they mean it in that sense. Hope I didn't go too much off tangent. No, no, no. You're good. I, I like it. I wanted however you took it. I wanted your opinion, Mike. Same question. Are the comparisons valid at all? However you interpret this question. Yeah, uh, I understand where the comparisons come from. You're going from a uh, traditional pocket quarterback to a guy with more athleticism, a bigger arm, not afraid to take the deep shot, right? We were killing Alex Smith here uh, for his whole tenure for being captain checkdown. Running backs led the league in receptions while Alex Smith was a quarterback. It's like, God, just throw the ball downfield, please. Please, Frank Gore is so great because of Alex Smith. We were loving Alex. We were loving what Frank Gore could do with Alex Smith, right? And then you put in Colin Kaepernick and his first game, Monday Night Football against the Bears. Jay Cutler gets injured the week before. Alex Smith gets injured, injured the week before. And, and here comes Colin Kaepernick, and he is slinging the rock around the field. Vernon Davis goes up to the podium at the presser and says something he never said about quarterback. Colin is the man. He never said amen. He said he took the chains. He said the he man. took the chains off the offense. That's what he said. Yes, yes, and that and that's what we're hoping to see here from a Jimmy Garoppolo led offense to uh, a Trey Lance off. That's the transition that we want to see. But I would compare it again. I've, I've said it on that show a couple of times. I know Wayne probably tired of hearing me say it, but I would compare it more to Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes uh, because I think that both of these young men are. Uh, let me play in the pocket as long as I can, look for plays down the field, and then use my legs. Where I feel like I could be wrong. I know that the jury's still out or th- uh, there's different differing opinions on Colin Kaepernick, but I felt like he was a one-read, two-read tops type of player and Thanks. then ready to go. Where yeah. I think Lance is going to be a little bit different, um, and even if you compare their uh, their passing percentages, you know, Lance in college is a 66% completion percentage. That's exactly where Patrick Mahomes is in his professional career. Uh, so I think you're going to see more of a, a style like that uh, with with uh, Lance. I think it's going to be a transition from Alex to Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I like that. And a lot of people yeah. think that Lance is a one-read, boom, take off a run. That's not his style at all. He's actually looking for all of his, his options. And then if the play breaks down, we're lucky to have a guy like that. And see, that's, that's why I have the issue with Jimmy Garoppolo, because since he's no longer 2017 Jimmy, because it's 2021 Jimmy, Right, he's no longer in that mentality. He's not looking to take off anymore if he can't get through his progressions. And so that's where defenses find a way to say, you know what, we can zero in on this guy because he's not going to take off and run. They took that away, and so that's why Jimmy, to me, is a more of a liability. But um, I still think Jimmy's going to be able to win this team some games <clears throat> until he's not. <laughs> uh, Mike, you got a super chat here from Tommy Huxley. Jimmy G is Mike Tiro. Sure. All right. I mean, look, I tell you what, Jimmy did do something good for me. Uh, I remember at the beginning of the 2017 season, I made a bet that the Niners would be in the Super Bowl for the 2018, uh, 2019 season. So I'm sorry, 2018 was when he got injured after the, in the third game. And I said, next year we'll be in the Super Bowl. And the guy shook my hand, bet. I won. I got some excellent cigars and some cash out of it. So, yeah, Jimmy is my hero. Thanks for the excellent smokes, Jimmy. I appreciate it. That's what's up. Um, hey, I have a Jimmy Garoppolo jersey hanging in my closet right behind me. I was sold on the guy. 
I thought for sure. Um, granted, those five games, that's like seeing somebody that's been in the Sahara Desert for six months with no water, and you toss them a gallon of ice-cold filtered water. Those five games that we first saw from Jimmy G, that was like amazing yeah, for a 49ers quarterback. So I, I don't know. It didn't take much to get me, and I know a lot yeah. of other 49ers fans sold, unfortunately. Absolutely. Um, so, guys, we're going to start wrapping things up here, but I wanted to ask you two quick questions. Uh, Mike, you can go first. Where would you rank the 49ers in the NFC West and then in the entire NFC? Yeah. You're going to get me in trouble here. Um, right now, I would have to say that the, the Niners are second or third in the NFC West. This is without me seeing anything. I don't know who the quarterback is going to be. It's really hard for me to say anything definitively. I think if if Jimmy is the guy and I expect him to be the guy at the start of the season, uh, he can hold it down for a little bit until Lance is ready. But we got to get Lance out there. Um, I see Jimmy as the type of guy. Uh, we, we talked about this on the show the other night where if they both started 16 games, their trajectories would be different. I think Jimmy's trajectory would start here and Lance's would be down here and they would eventually cross paths. I think Jimmy will get worse as the season were to go on. And I think Lance would gradually get better uh, because as Wayne was just saying, team started to hone in on what Jimmy was able to do and the defenses weren't afraid of him anymore. That's not sustainable. And so uh, it's just going to be hard to, to, to really put us somewhere. I'm going to put us so that people don't kill me. I'm going to put a second in the NFC West and I'll say 13th in the NFC right now. All hmm. right. All right, so I don't mind getting killed because people don't mind killing Breezy. So I, I think we're fourth. I think we finished in fourth, and I think we're still in fourth. And so we're not in fourth in the NFC West. I think it's Seattle. They're still going to be number one. I think the Rams are number two. I think the Cardinals are a close number three. And then the 49ers are fourth. It's, it is what it is. As far as the, in, in the whole NFC, <clears throat> I like where Mike was at 13 or 14, probably, and uh, the NFC. Um, I, I, I will say that the NFC West are probably 13 or 14. That feels kind of low. I feel like the NFC West teams are better than like the whole NFC East, so we can scrap that out. Oh, wait. I misspoke. I said 13 to 14, meaning like the NFL, not the NFC. I'm so sorry. Oh, only he, what was the question? I'm sorry. No, no, I, I misspoke. He said in the NFC, and there's only 16 yeah. teams in the NFC. NFC I, would, right. I would probably have us like eight around or eight or nine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I misspoke. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. That, that, that's, that's where I kind of have it, because the NFC West is by far the toughest division. Then you got to factor in the Packers. You got to factor in, I don't know where the Saints are going to be. The Panthers. And that's that's that you know that South Division is looking kind of weird, um, but the NFC West is going to be tight, and so I think the 49ers are like eight or nine. So being All fourth right. in the West isn't bad, especially when you're eight or nine in the in the whole division, whole conference. All right, I like it. Um, if you, I really do think that the 49ers. I don't know. I think I'm a little more optimistic than both of you guys. I think they have arguably one of the best rosters in the division. Um, and that's with Jimmy. I, I, I think Trey only takes that above and beyond. But even just with Jimmy at, under center, um, I do think that they have a nice chance of being number one in the West. Um, as far as the entire NFC, 
that gets a little more convoluted because you got to take things into consideration, like where the bear is going to be this year. They were already a playoff team with Mitch Trubisky and I don't know, was it Nick Foles who they had under center? They were going back and forth with. Now they get a guy like Justin Fields, who I was really high on. I wanted coming out of Ohio state this season. So how much better did they get? I'm going to go 49ers second best in the NFC behind the Rams who I think is crazy because the 49ers swept them. But going on a purely talent-based roster, I'll go Rams, 49ers, Seahawks. I still think the Cardinals are, are the team to, to prove themselves. And I think in the NFC, I'm going to go sixth. And okay. that's without listing the teams. That's just off the top of my head, sixth. Who's um, the best quarterback in the NFC West? Let me ask you that. Russell Wilson. And, and meet the rest of them. Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, Jimmy G. Eh. Russell exactly. Wilson, Matt Stafford, uh-huh. Kyler, Jimmy G. Uh-huh. And that's why we're fourth. Yeah. That's fair. I, I will say this, though, and I know this is going to sound like a cheap-ass cop-out. Alex Mack is going to be the difference maker. The I agree. dynamic of that offense. I agree. The communication, calling out the defenses so Jimmy don't have to check out and stuff because he, he had the timid centers over there last year. I'm sitting here convincing myself that we're better than what I said we were. <laughs> so. yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're talking about where we are now. Right. 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 And so we, we have no idea what it's going to translate, you know, transpire to when the season starts, what's going to happen in training camp. Guys, God forbid. Oh, I just knocked my light out. God forbid something happens. Next thing you know, we'll go from first to worst just like that. So I'm just talking about as far as like where we are now like our offense isn't ranked high because they haven't seen what the office can do they are projected to run the ball better this year they are projected to be better in pass protection this year they are projected to do those things i just think that we're still fourth because slightly the cardinals are ahead of us they have their franchise quarterback they have an offense they have weapons they have things like that and they had a better record than we did last year the rams same difference and the seahawks same difference so that's why i have us at fourth it's not a bad thing that means we can work to being number one, which is what I think we do better as opposed to starting high off and trying to keep it. I think we do better when we're trying to get to that goal. That's fair. What's ahead, crazy Mike. is my last thing on this. What's crazy is that you got you have Eric Hodge's uh, his record prediction up here, and I think I had us at thirteen wins. I so got us at thirteen wins. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am saying, oh, we're probably you know second or third in the. Hey, MSC but West. that doesn't. That, but that just means that other teams are going to be worse, bro. Yeah, that's all that yeah. means. Like that's all that means, yo. That does not mean that the 49ers can't still win 14 games or 13 games. They can and still be the fourth best team in the NFC West. It's possible. It could, I'm telling you, the NFC that's West tough. is gonna run the on uh, the NFC. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, all, all I know is I'm here for a Justin Fields against Trey Lance playoff game. However, that shapes up, that would be extremely entertaining that. football. I'm hoping that's um, a Halloween game. Yeah, I see a comment here. Melissa, Zach, please shout out Mariah and her family. They need prayers and love. Shout out to Mariah. Hope everything is well with you. Uh, definitely prayers your way. Uh, sure. Yeah, don't sleep on Aaron Banks. Yeah, you talked about Alex Mack, Aaron Banks. Uh, Breezy, you talked about the running game, the addition of Trey Sermon, Wayne Goldman, who I constantly forget. He's making It's going team. to be, yeah. Yeah. yeah, revitalized. So the, the Niners have a pretty nice – uh, roster right now, and I think this is the the best they've done in a few years at really filling their holes through the draft and free agency. 
Um, it looks like we lost Mike for a second. But anyways, moving on. We can move on with just you and me until Mike comes back. Cool. Let's see. This is the last question before I have a fun question. Here's Mike. Who out of the two would you say needs to have the bigger year for the 49ers to be successful? Drake Greenlaw or Debo Samuel? Wayne, you can go first. I would say that Dre Greenlaw has to be uh, have the, the bigger year, and I think if his tra- if I'm right about his trajectory and as far as what the linebackers have been doing for San Francisco, Dre Greenlaw will have the bigger year. Debo Samuel is a gadget guy, right? And so what you really want him to do, and that does not mean he can't run the route tree. I'm not saying that, but the way they've been utilizing him is as a gadget guy, and so he's going to get you big plays. But the question is, you can't always count on him to be on the field all the time. So you want your defense to, to continue to keep rising to the top. I think somebody just spoke a little bit about defense. Who has the better defense in the division? Uh, and that's the question we could probably talk about on another show. But I think it's going to be Greenlaw. Yeah, there it is right there, 49er Empire. Breezy, who has the best defense between our division? <clears throat> it's funny because on paper, you want to say that the 49ers have the best defense. But when we play a team like Seattle, their defense plays better. Like they like it's it's weird. It's, it's so weird. Um, so I, I think the 49ers have the best pieces, especially with Nick Bosa being back. That pass rush, I think the 49ers should have the best pass rush um in the NFC West. As far as which defense is gonna be better, I would say the 49ers might have the number one D, but if the offense ain't putting up no points, it could be a problem for the defense. And that's exactly why I go with Brandon Ayuk. Has to have, I mean, it was uh Debo. Oh, I mean, Debo. Sorry, I'm sorry. That's why I go with Debo, has to have a better year than uh Dre Greenlaw. That defense is going to be okay. We're going to see more aggression with D'Amico Ryans. He wants to put his stand on, on the defense. Do you, he does not want to come out here and do what Robert Sala did. He wants to be different somehow, and he wants a, a, a wow factor. Remember my name, my, my, my debut season, right? Um, that offense has to produce, that offense has to come out and be on fire. And these wide receivers were shown a lot of faith in by this coaching staff by not addressing the position in free agency and in the draft. And so uh, Debo is going to have to really come out here and help out the quarterback, whether it's Jimmy, who we know is comfortable with the the short passes to Debo, or if it's going to be Trey, who's going to be the rookie coming in here. He has, it's more important to me for the wide receiver to have a better season than the one linebacker. Mm. All right. I love it. I love it. Um, out of the two. Yeah. I think I got to agree with you guys. Wide receiver. Um, the, the conversation this offseason has been, who's going to be the 49ers wide receiver three. We need to, we need Debo to prove he can be the wide receiver two. Um, he hasn't been able to remain on the field. Matt's c- consistently said there's an issue with his weight. Um, and, and he's got that hamstring reoccurring injury. So I think he needs to just stay on the field. And if he stays on the field, he will likely have a solid season for the Niners. Um, there's a bunch of comments here. It looks like a lot of people are going with Greenlaw, actually. But that's, that's great. That's great. I, yeah. I, I, I listen, this is not, it's not like I, I want Debo Samuel to be well and do great, right? And I know he's capable of it. Uh, to go along with what Matt was saying about his weight, it's not just his weight, man. It's the style of football that he plays. I think these 49ers wide receivers got to start playing a little bit more smart football um, and today. like, And Debo likes the truck, but he's not George Kittle size. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whereas George Kittle 
is a little a lot big a lot bigger than a Debo Samuel, but Debo plays with that you know I could run anybody over mentality, and I think they need, he needs to get a little bit away from that. Get back to just juking one person, getting out of bounds. If he can't beat the guy on a straight to straight, just get out of bounds, man. Live to the next play. Um, and hopefully we can get some other younger guys in there on some of those gadget plays. The 49ers seem to retool certain guys at certain positions. I don't know if you noticed that, but you, you, we might see Richie James do some of that stuff now. You know what I'm saying? Try to get him acclimated into the offense. Yeah, most uh, – I just hope Richie James does something because I'm tired of seeing him a couple of yards. That Green Bay game, he showed his potential. I think Kyle just needs to get him more involved. Yeah. And the, the opportunities are there. He needs to give them to Richie. He gave Dante, it seemed like, time after time, chance after chance. Let's see what Richie can do with the Rock, with the competent quarterback who can actually spread the field. Um, all right, uh, last question. Mike, do you have something to say? Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, if you look at the at Richie James' numbers down the stretch of last season, he got some opportunities, and I think that bore uh, good favor. Uh, another reason why they didn't address the position, he, he started to kind of – coming to his own, you know, 38 yards here, 65 yards there, uh, 70 yards here. Like he he kind of, you know, earned some good faith with the team. And like you said, that was with quarterbacks who weren't the best. So uh, give, him, give him some consistency at the quarterback position and see what he can do. Yeah, I love that. Um, all right, we're going to wrap things up. Send in your questions, whatever you guys have. We'll love to answer them. Um, the, the last question I have for you, fellas, it's, it's kind of funny. So – I'm sure you both know the annual Nathan's hot dog eating contest happened and the legend Joey Josh Chestnut broke his own record. He's from right around the corner from me, uh, the Bay area of, uh, I believe he went, he ate 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes. How many hot dogs could you eat in 10 minutes? Wayne, you first. Two and a possible. Like that's ridiculous. Like, like two and a possible. I'm not. I, I, I like hot dogs, but I'm not big on Nathan's hot dogs. So they got to be a brand that I like. I kind of like the humbles with the snap. You know what I'm saying? And so since Nathan's don't have the snap to it, I probably can only eat two in a possible. <laughs> Is this with the bread? This with yeah, the, with I, the I, bread. I, they they dunk them in water. Uh, yeah, so that they can go down. And that's even more nasty. Like I'm just about to gag just thinking about dunking a hot dog in water. All right. So say there's say there's. 10K and see, uh, season tickets on the line for the Niners. Ah, uh, uh, so you didn't say that. All right. Uh, Let's make it spicy. I don't know, Mike. With, with the bread. I Do they just my... go? I know you said they got 10 minutes. Do they just go? Like, they just – Yep. Because like, their stomach has to – No, I mean, like, do they go? Like No, who... no, they do it for the whole 10 minutes, and then they go throw it up. So they don't – they're not – they don't dump – on stage, like while they're sitting there eating that no, stuff. No, Mike, that would be nasty. <laughs> oh my god! And those are regular size hot dogs too, yo. He says that would be nasty. They're dunking hot dogs in water and eating seventy six. Yeah, but can you imagine dunking hot dogs in water and smelling dookie? Like that's ridiculous. Man, that's gonna this. All right, I if 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 there was money on the line and stuff, I say in ten minutes. In ten minutes, I can get through. See, I'm black. If you would have said <laughs> chicken wings, oh, I'll, I'll do 125 of them joints in 10 minutes. Chicken? I think I think I could do 12 to 15. Dang, Mike, I can't eat hot dogs like that, man. 12 to 15. Wow. I, could, okay. I, could, I could probably get you about five or six tops. 
No water. No Ten water. minutes is a long time, bro. Yeah, but no, no <laughs> water though. I'm not dunking my hot dogs in water, no. though. And that's what I don't get because that's expanding the bread inside of you, like you even more. Right, full. It, it, it's it's condensed. Swallow, it makes you just swallow it, goop, zoop. Like you yeah. know what I'm saying? You're not even chewing it. It's condensed. So they're thinking volume. You get the hot dog bun wet. It's smaller. It's more compact. You could fit more in. They're thinking immediate. They're not thinking what happens after this 10 minutes. <laughs> I like That's your own head. problem. <laughs> man, I'm with you, dog. <laughs> Yo, five, five, maybe six. No water, though. Give me some ketchup, some mustard. I can't do water. Mm-mm. All right. I- I'm thinking 10K plus season tickets on the line. I could probably scarf down 20. Yeah, that, that feels about right. Because I know me. Like if I go to a cookout and like I'm having a good time and I, I got to stop to eat real quick, I'll get three or four and eat them in like two minutes. Yeah, because but that's, I'm like, that's different. If, if you if you up next on the space table or the horseshoe pit, you that's you different. scarfing them down. That's different. That's different. I, I don't, I'm I'm with Zach. I mean I don't think I can I don't think I can do twenty because I've I've done some stupid challenges before and I know like you start fast but then you just hit a wall. Facts. And like, I said, if these was if these was the the, the chicken wings, oh, I'd do like a buck twenty. Why is yeah. there not a chicken wing eating contest? Oh, they have sure one. Oh, yeah. Well, put me on, dog. Because I could do that. <laughs> we got, we'll have to try to organize something when we go out to Cali. Maybe one of the local spots can host us. And, and then we do a chicken wing shows, eating contest. You could do nitty gritty Niners, 49ers, Hive, nothing but Niners. Yeah. For a live show. You let's do it. Let's do it. We eating contest. Proceeds to charity. Oh, let's let's, yeah, that up, like let's that. set it up. Let's set it up. We can do it here. We can do it at my pad. We'll grab the wings. We'll grab the hot dogs, and we'll do I'm it. I'm not all doing up. hot dogs, but I'm doing chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me no hot dogs. Don't give me no hot dogs, bro. I'm not. I can't do it. I can't do it. Let's go. Right. That's it. I like it. I love it. I just had to bring that up. We're gonna take a couple questions here, then we're gonna wrap things up. Uh, let's see. First question. Got to get through all of the hot dog vomit comments in the in the chat. There was one here. It's not a comment or question. Excuse me. It's a comment. Are either of you guys upset they didn't make an offer for Justin Houston? I I believe that he is the only free agent I would go after. Uh, I'm not upset because they signed Samson Ekubam, and from what I'm hearing, they expect D4 to be back and contributing this year. Are you so saying his name? I thought it was Ibukam. What did I say? Did I say Ekubam? I meant to say Ibukam. He said Ekubam. Yeah, I, I put the B and the K in the wrong place. My bad. Oh, Hodges down for the chicken wing eating contest. I'm, I, we got to make this happen. Nah, but Hodges, <laughs> oh, I, can't, I can't put his business out there, but Hodges would be dangerous. Hey, if, is 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 weed legal in Cali? Yes. yes. Oh, I'm getting 15 hot dogs. Easy. Easy. Right. Okay. Easy. See, I, I, we didn't say that. That's why they, them dudes be smoking. Yes, That's they why, have to. They got to be on something. There's no way. 76? 76. He broke his own record. This dude's won like. That's in 10 minutes. It's only 60 seconds in 10 minutes. How many hot dogs? What's seven? That, Can we so do a pie 600, 600 seconds. 600 seconds. Bro, he's yeah. eating a hot dog in less than 10 seconds. That's ridiculous, yo. Yeah, they just swallow him, bro. That's what oh. I was trying to tell Mike. That's why they dip him in the water. Yeah. And yeah so exactly. they don't even drink water as they consuming the water from the from the yeah. bun. All right, oh. all right. Moving on. Question, Wayne. Did the yeah. 49ers make the right choice uh by drafting Debo over AJ Brown? Man, man, that's a that's a great question, Steve. Um, 
No. I, I like A.J. Brown more than I like Debo Samuel. I think A.J. Brown is more of a true wide receiver. I think Debo – and this is no no shot to, to Debo Samuel. I just think that A.J. Brown would have been more of a true fit at the wide receiver position for the 49ers. And I think Debo Samuel is just more of a, a wild card piece that Kyle Shanahan can use at his leisure. And so if you, it depends on what you want. They went with Debo, and so I guess he picked what he wanted. But uh, I, I think that the right choice would have been drafting A.J. Brown. But you looking at it in hindsight. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And uh, this kind of takes me back to the 49ers tipping their hat to these picks early on. If you remember, Kyle coached Debo at the Senior Bowl. And the connection was there. It almost seems like he had that familiarity with him. And he was like, I'm going to rock with him. But I agree with you, Wayne. I think looking back with the benefit of hindsight, A.J. Brown, excuse me, was clearly the better pick. Mike, what do you think? Did they make the right choice by drafting Debo over A.J. Brown? They did. They did, in my opinion. And and I like A.J. Brown more than Debo. And I agree with everything Wayne said. But I don't think A.J. Brown would have been a fit here with Jimmy Garoppolo as his quarterback. I think they knew – that Jimmy had those limitations and he needs the short to intermediate at best. And A.J. Brown is a guy that does a little bit more downfield. You know what I'm saying? So I think they drafted for the quarterback that they expected to be moving forward with, honestly. Okay. All right. I love it. Uh, let me see. Some of these comments are hilarious, man. 10K season tickets, I can do whatever it takes. Maybe even challenge Chestnut himself. <laughs> <laughs> My man, hi. Hey, out in the bathroom. Yeah, for real. You know how wings are in short supply? You know wings are in short supply across the nation, That right? is true. We got to do chicken thighs now or something. like. It's crazy, man. The wings are short supply. Buffalo this, Wild Wings has zero wings. That's a trip. They're serving chicken tenders. And, Look and, at this comment here from Matt. In the 17 contest, he ate 76 hot dogs. 1776 on 4th of July. We're in the Matrix. Oh, yeah. We've been in the Matrix, though. That's yeah. nuts. That is crazy right there. And his name that's is crazy. Chestnut. <laughs> All right, Mike. Melissa, Sanu or Jefferson, who makes it and does more for us? They're they're different uh positions, right? Yep. About Tony Jefferson, the Tony, safety? I believe. Okay. Uh I think I, I don't I don't think either one of them contribute on the field, but I think Sanu is more valuable to the 49ers. Uh as far as like coaching and 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 uh more like uh you know grooming the young wide receivers. I don't think Jefferson brings much to the table. Uh, especially in the safety room, uh, you've got guys who have been in the system for at least three, four seasons now. So I don't think that he brings much to us uh, other than availability. And it's, I don't think we're going to need that this year. Brazy, what do you think? Whew. I feel like we're more deep at the wide receiver position. So I, I kind of want to go with the Jefferson. Uh, I, I think he does more for us, uh, being at the fact that you don't know if Tart's going to be able to remain healthy all season long. And we already lost Savarius Moore. So having an extra veteran safety who can, you know, learn to come in here, learn the system. As long as he don't say no dumb stuff like, I ain't playing on no practice squad, he should be straight. <laughs> I agree. I'm, I'm going with Jefferson just strictly out of, out of needs. Um, I think Sanu, they know what they have in him. Jefferson's more of kind of an unknown variable um Sanu they had on the roster last year Kyle wasn't I don't know if he felt that they couldn't benefit from him being there but Jefferson has proven himself valuable uh recently I'd say more recently than Muhammad Sanu so 
I'm going to go with Jefferson and, and we'll see how that goes. But yeah, safeties, they definitely need uh, some production more. Let me see. Next question. Melissa again, is Lake in replacement on our team currently? No, Mike? No, I don't think so. I think Lincoln is uh, actually probably due for an extension uh, if he hasn't signed one already. He's a young guy. I think he's still in his 20s. So I don't think there's a need to move on from him, a former first-round pick by the Lions. She's on Lincoln Tomlinson, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I think he's still in his 20s. He might be like 29. 29. Yeah, right? Uh, I don't I don't see a need to move on from him. You, you got another seven years out of that guy at least. So I, I would keep him here. All right. What do you think, Breezy? Yeah, I agree, man. But the, I, I think we have depth, and that's what we need, right? And so um, I think they offer him some type of an extension. I think he signs it, and he finishes his career here with, with his good old left tackle partner. <laughs> He's going to be yeah. here for 25,885 billion years. He's going to be <laughs> here till the dinosaurs come back. Yeah, you know, if you guys see the clips, uh, there's times where Trent Williams is heated at oh, Lincoln yeah. Thomason on the field. It's- it's a communication thing, right? And so yeah. they gotta. They, I think season two they figure it out. It seems like they're getting it down. Oh god! You said there's times where where Trent is what? He's oh, heated. God. He's lashing out at, I'm, at Lincoln. I'm, 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 I'm gonna get off here because I know Mike is about to. Well, go ahead. Say what you're gonna say, Mike. I I just didn't hear what he said. That's all. Oh, I, that's all. Okay. All right. I don't have I don't have anything else to say. Okay. Uh, Matt, bigger contributor in 2021. D4 to Jalen Hurd. Back hey. back to you, Mike. Let me go with my man Hurd, and this hurts. Um, it, I, I think I, like I think that. it really comes down to who's on the field more, but putting up more points, uh, keeping the chains moving, red zone, da 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 da. I think Jalen Hurd really comes in here, and you can call it a hot take. I think he comes in and, and is wide receiver two on this team, not three like people are expecting. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Jalen Hurd. Uh, D Ford will probably be a rotational guy, third downs, and you know just pass rushing. So. Uh, productive, yes, but not on the field as much. So I'm going to go with her. All right. I love it. Breezy, what do you think? I think they both are rotational guys, Mike. Um, I think Hurd's still learning the offense. I don't think he knows. I know I know everybody's high on her because what they saw in a damn preseason game against some Dallas Cowgirls. But come on, guys. That was preseason, man. He's never played a, a snap in the NFL. But with that being said, I'm going to go Jalen Hurd as well. Okay. I'm going to go D Ford. I'm going to flip it around. I think D Ford has a bigger impact. It seems like the team is really – there's a positive vibe surrounding him for I think the first time since he got injured, and I really do think that he's rehabbing and he's on track to return. I hope I don't eat my words. I'm going to knock on some wood here, but I'm going to go D Ford. How much <laughs> of a year can can Ford have knowing the money that they, they signed up uh, – tied up in Sosa? He's gonna. Doesn't that contract kind of force Ford to be just rotational? What do you mean? Because uh, yeah. he got some decent money, right? This they, uh, no, Samson I mean, Ekubam, Ebukam. Well, I think <laughs> I, I think that I, I get where you're going with this, but I think the fact that you you paid Ebukam as insurance, right? And so, like, like you're paying him to be the guy. But you having D having D Ford would be, you know, the, the piece you really want in the game. So you're gonna you're gonna kind of slowly massage that back into you know where it needs to be. Shoot, if D Ford could play every dirt down, you know what I'm saying? Uh, of from starting week three, four, I'm good. Like just third down. Like I don't yeah. care. Just coming on third down. Go back and have a seat. 
but he has one job, <laughs> and his one job would be what? Get to the quarterback, right? And so now you're I think I think it's it was worth the money. I think it's worth the money because now you have a young, fresher D Ford, and then you have an older D Ford who should be rehabilitating from his injury. I think they're doing this, I think they did this dead right. And shout out to D Ford for restructuring too, right? Then he restructure his money. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's up. So Samson Ebicom was signed for a two-year, twelve million, uh, three point five million signing bonus, five million guaranteed. It's not break the bank money, so yeah, it's not as bad as I thought. For whatever reason, I think I thought it was twelve million a year. So mm. not total. So that's that's my fault. My bad. Uh, symmetry question, more of a hot take. Wayne Goldman will be more involved than people might think. Facts. You guys agree or disagree? I agree. Absolutely agree. I absolutely yep. agree. Listen, those running backs, man, it's going to be Gallman, Sermon, Mostert. Like, that's your top – that's your three running backs right there. Yep. yep. Uh, out of all the one-year contracts, who do you want back next year? DJ Jones. There's a handful. Who is that? I'm sorry? I want DJ Jones back. Jason Verrett. That's where I'm going, yeah. Okay. Yep. I love DJ, too. Damn, that's my dog. But I just feel answer. like you get to the quarterback, man, you can go and draft some, D- some DBs, man. You're gonna have to pay Verrett next year too. I feel like you have to pay Verrett more money than you'll have to pay DJ Jones too. I uh, missed a comment here. Here we go. Who will have the most sacks on the D line? Bosa, right? I mean, do you guys do you have anybody else? I think Javon Kinlaw gonna have more sacks. I'm gonna go with Armstead. Yeah, okay. Or Armstead. Yeah, the inside guys. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Armstead. I think uh, Bosa. That's Ford. why I picked Kinlaw, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get where you're going. They're going I know you do, right? Right, right. That's exactly why I pick him more. Yeah. You unleash Just, the beast. He right. has one job, penetrate the gap, stop the run, and get to the quarterback. This might be a breakout season. They're gonna the double guys, when the edge guys were healthy, didn't, didn't uh, yes, and a half or something like he, that, right? He was killing. That's why yep. he got paid the money. Yeah, yeah. 49ers. Uh, Chanel 49ers have a nitty gritty nines on the midnight show. I wish not, not me, not me. Uh, Wayne can't hang his past his bedtime now. Yeah. I know he's he not gonna be on the midnight show. These gray hairs, man. That's because I used to stay up late on them. Nothing but nine. <laughs> and looking like Kyle, look at Mike, like, shut up. Bro. Uh, so then Diva falls or are you? I think that's probably to me saying that Hurd is the number two wide receiver this year. <laughs> and I think Debo. I think it's Debo. Between the injuries and uh, him being more of a gadget player, I, I think I think Debo takes a step back. Um, Ayuk himself as a wide back, receiver guys. one. Can, can we stop the numbers, please? Can we just focus on they're just wide receivers? And I don't okay. think Debo takes a step back. I think Debo takes a step forward at what his role is supposed to be. I think Ayuk takes a step forward at what his role is supposed to be. If you want to know as far as who's going to get that, who's going to be the thousand, how about a better question is which receiver would be a thousand yard wide receiver? Who would you pick? See, George Kittle, right? Right? No, I don't, no, I, no, hell no. Because they got to spread the ball around a little bit. Right. I don't. I I think we'd be lucky if we got. I think you see some eight fifties, nine something. I doubt you see a thousand yard receiver on this team in the next two years. And I definitely don't think George Kittle will get a thousand yards again. Well, you know, wait, 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 damn it. I got to stop saying that because they've introduced an extra game now. So as opposed to 68, as opposed to 63 or 68 yards a game, it's got to be something a lot lower than that now. Right. What, what is it? Right, right. It's probably like, it's probably like 52 yards or something like yeah. that a game. 
Uh, maybe. Never mind. Maybe, maybe, maybe we will get one because that extra game is going to be a big difference. So I, I take that back. Uh, so let me answer your question. Then. For a spot. I would say Ayuk. If I had to give one of them a thousand yards, and I'll give it to Ayuk because same that seventeenth game changes it up a lot. He was on pace for it last year with Scrubs throwing him the ball. So uh, I like this comment from Debbie. Kyle's trying to recruit Joe to management to get him his ring. He's played his whole career with the team because y'all know the team is going back to the Super Bowl, so the opportunity is there. I love it. Yeah. I I love it. Can't you hire coaches uh, any time of the season? I think so, yeah. I don't know the coach hiring rule. All right. (laughs) All right. Uh, Who will fill the empty roster slot that was opened up today with the Gary released? Was it – Nathan Gary, uh, Jerry, Nathan Jerry from the Philadelphia Eagles, the linebacker. The guy had an uh, injured Achilles and he was, you know, limping around camp. Uh, I'm not sure who's going to fill the roster spot. Maybe Nikhil Harry. Oh, all right. I love it. I love it. Uh, Let me see, Matt. There was a report today that the 49ers may try to rush 500 times. That's an exaggeration, but sounds about right with this group. Yeah, that's a hell of a running group. The 49ers should try to rush, period. Yep. Pass second, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Um, they have to get their running game going, and it starts with the, the guys up front. Healthy offensive line, solid rush game, better for the passing and uh, the offense. Yep, uh, symmetry says, Mike, we're on the same page today. Is everything okay, bro? <laughs> I'm sick. It's the Sudafed and stuff, man. I'm, I'm on all kinds. Yo, I got a box of tissues over here next to me. I'm, I'm going off camera to blow my nose and everything. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not well. That's why we agreeing so much, bro. <laughs> All right, guys, I appreciate your time. We're going to wrap things up there. There's still some more questions, but I really do appreciate you guys coming on. It was kind of a last-minute thing, so I really do appreciate both of you guys taking the time. This is a great show. Um, hopefully, we can do it again soon because this was a blast for me. Uh, guys, their handles for Twitter are right on the screen below. Make sure you guys go and follow them. Go and check out Native Grady Niners and Nothing But Niners on YouTube. They're balling out. Go and check out their content. I appreciate both of you. Any final words from you two? Excellent platform, brother. I I need whoever, Matt, you, whoever created them avatars, I need a breezy. So let's go. I need one of those. That way when I do a guest appearance on the show, my joints just pop up. Make me look like the dude from the boondocks. Don't. don't, All right. (laughs) I'll just play you. Hey, man. You know, uh, I love the way y'all, both of y'all, y'all start y'all shows the countdown thing. That's like a fire, right? (laughs) Like I got work to do. What's up? Where's the love? Why are you me up here? I don't know. I got work to do, bro. I, I'm yeah, sure as we get off this, I'm gonna fall asleep researching while I'm watching your show. I'm gonna I, be researching. I'm gonna say one word: Fiverr. Get everything on Fiverr. The video, the video, bro. You put a request out. You explain what you want. You'll get 30 people from Ukraine offering to do it at pennies on the dollar. I gotta hit up my Ukraine brothers, yo. Yeah.com. Okay, I'm there. Two, I heard two hours. It. Two hours, Mike. Two, two hours. hours. I thought yeah. it was one. Maybe that's why I was getting a lot of porn stuff when I typed it in before. <laughs> My bad. That, now that makes a lot more sense. Hey, man, final thoughts. I had a lot of fun, man. Uh, thanks for the invite and having me on. And I will do this anytime asked. Uh, you guys know that I love just sitting down talking Niners and not having to navigate and stuff. I, I have a blast. And, Breezy, I owe you an apology, man. We could get some 1,000-yard receivers. This extra game, that only makes 58 yards a game. 59, I thought Matt said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, that's it. You round up. It's 58 and some change. So that's not hard at all. That's not hard at all. I I know. We might end up with 2,000 yard receivers now. I went from from none to two. We could have won extra game. That's crazy, right? But 
you get 100 yards in one game and 70, 75 from another guy, that, that's not that's not a lot. That's not a lot. No, that's doable. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to shut up now. All right. Thank you, everybody. Again, go and follow them on Twitter. Subscribe to their YouTube channels. And while you're here, hit that like button and subscribe button here. We're trying to get 2,000 subscribers. Listen away and hit that button. We're out. <laughs>